Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fox News Podcasts presents the Brett Bear Podcast. Common ground. There are a number of senators on the Republican side that continue to want to find common ground. We emphasize the conflict and, and controversy sells. And I think it's a problem because most Americans look at Washington and see something that's broken. Why don't we look for ways that we celebrate what this country is capable of doing? It's amazing what you can do when you get off social media and you start talking and communicating with one another because there is common ground. We with Fox News Chief Political Anchor, Brett Baer. In tonight's Common Ground segment, we're going to talk about the opioid crisis. Joining me are two of the co-chairs of the bipartisan House Fentanyl Prevention Caucus, Pennsylvania Democratic Congresswoman Madeline Dean and California Republican Congressman Daryl Issa. Thank you both for being here. You know, this is Common Ground with a lot of Republicans and Democrats, fentanyl as an issue overall. Congresswoman, I guess the question is, is there common ground of how to battle it? Well, first of all, I thank you for having this segment on Common Ground. It's good to be with my friend and colleague from the other side of the aisle, Daryl Issa. Uh, and we have found Common Ground. Uh, what we know is that this is a crisis uh, that is growing. Uh, it is costing the lives of uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans. In just one year's time, 108,000 Americans died of overdose. About 70 percent of those uh, were fentanyl. Uh, poisonings, as I like to call it. That's 300 people a day. And what Daryl and I both know and our caucus knows is that we must do more to prevent these deaths. What we know also is that addiction or drug use uh, or fentanyl poisoning doesn't give a hoot, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whether you're not a voter at or registered at all. Doesn't care if you're young or old, but it is costing a generation. So I'm so glad to find out, common Congresswoman. ground. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. I, I should point out you have a book under our roof, A Son's battle for recovery, a mother's battle for her son. Uh, so this is very personal for you as your sure son uh, battled that and now helps others. It, it sure is. And thank you for lifting that up. Uh, my son, Harry, our middle son, is more than 10 years in long-term recovery from opioid addiction. But it could have cost his life as it is costing way too many others. And now he is helping others. We have to find a way. And our mission in this caucus is to educate folks about the danger of fentanyl, where it is coming from, where it is being found in different substances, the extraordinarily lethal nature of it, uh, so that we can save the lives of our young people, frankly. Congressman Issa, um, Secretary Mayorkas was up on Capitol Hill. number of questions about specifically fentanyl. Here's one of exchange with Senator Blackburn. I'm hearing from some of my sheriffs now that from, well, from a border town sheriff, that fentanyl appeal now is down to about five cents because they've teamed up with the Chinese scientists. They're making these in the labs with the cartels. You really don't have an estimate of how much is truly coming over that border. The, the scourge of fentanyl is something that we do not in any way 
underestimate. So, Congressman, it's tough to get a number. Uh, we estimate, but it's it's just coming over in droves. Well, there are some numbers we do have. In the time that this broadcast is on, uh, one person more will die. That's about every eight minutes. Uh, we're seeing the numbers grow by basically 50% every year. We're seeing that there's very little recovery once you're addicted. And so one of the challenges, unlike earlier uh, op opioids, is we've got to find a way to interdict sooner in the process basically stop people from becoming addicted and then work on a very large population. We also know that if you go into our homeless communities, you're going to find addiction is the number one parallel with homelessness right now. So those numbers we do have, uh, the, the challenge we have is that we haven't been united and that that's not uh, a political statement. That's a recognition that this, this came up very quickly uh, and we're now aware of it, but we now have to do something about it. Actually, let me rephrase that, we have to do many things about it. Some of it's going to be stopping the source, some of it's going to be interdiction, some of it's going to be therapy, some of it's it's going to be public information. Uh, some of it's what we're doing here tonight, letting people know that this is, has no political divide because it doesn't pick Republican or Democrat, white or black or brown. It, in fact, is affecting every family in America as being touched by this terrible drug. Yeah, Congresswoman, one of the things talked about at that hearing was the fact that, and you mentioned it just moments ago, about China. And it's integral part in all of this, providing the substance itself, working with the cartels. Uh, how much is Congress looking into that and how much does that factor in? Well, I, I'm glad you asked about that and showed that portion of the hearing because I really believe to solve a problem, number one, we have to work together, but number two, we have to get close to the problem. Brian Stevenson always says, if you want to solve a problem, you got to get proximate to it. So you have to understand the problem. Uh, I've spent time down in Kensington, which is a very tough part of Philadelphia, struggling uh, with folks who are struggling with poverty, mental illness, and tremendous uh, amount of addiction. What we do know is uh, that people can get into long-term recovery. What we do know is that the source uh, of the fentanyl coming across our border is 90% and more coming across legal ports of entry. Sadly, it is Americans transporting it uh, across legal points of entry. One of the things we can do, and we did do last year, was pass millions of dollars to beef up Border Patrol so that we can hire more border agents and make sure that we are interdicting and intervening with that movement of fentanyl across legal ports of entry. The other thing we have to do, and we did last year, and I hope we'll do more of it, is increase the technology that Border Patrol has in order to spot this secreted fentanyl. Uh, but uh, the, the congressperson is right. This is getting cheaper and cheaper. Uh, it's getting more prevalent. It's becoming more deadly. This is 50 times more deadly uh, than other drugs. And Daryl and I were talking. There's now another drug, xylazine, that's coming into the picture. Incredibly devastating to the body. Uh, it's, it's literally animal tranquilizer for large animals. Uh, and it's, it's yeah. really, well, Daryl, you can talk some more yeah. about that. It's just devastating. And we're seeing it in my communities. We're seeing it across this country. But we have to get to the source. We have to talk about China sending precursors, chemicals to Mexico, where it is being manufactured, and then brought over ports of entry. Well, you know, this not only part of this, Congressman Issa, that's it's sort of like a, 
a war. I mean, this is not a war on drugs. It's a war to save our country and, and the people who are affected by this. But it's a bombardment from another country. No question at all that China needs to do more. I was just in Mexico with a House Senate uh, co congressional trip uh, asking them, and they were asking us for more resources and help uh, to combat it. Uh, one thing that uh, Madeline said that I think is really extremely important, we need to improve the technology at the border. One of the interesting things is that we need to double, triple, or quadruple at these ports of entry the number of dogs to sniff out the fentanyl because for better or worse the best technology to find this drug in fact are trained dogs so we have a lot of work to do uh, we're going to do all of the above uh, the most important thing though is that we already have a huge addiction problem we are a huge consumer and buyer of this very cheap drug and we're going to have to educate uh, a whole generation to reduce the uh, the draw we can't we can't interdict it all we we have to do more. Uh, you know, a generation ago, Nancy Reagan said, just say no. We're going to have to have that and more in the way of public awareness if we're going to combat this drug addiction. We'll continue right after this. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. And just continue our, our conversation here. Uh, Congresswoman, this week, the FDA um, approved Narcan for over-the-counter. Uh, this is a, a drug that essentially can help or at least provide time for opioid overdose uh, to get somebody to the hospital and get treated. That's a big deal, too. Oh, it's a very big deal. And that's something I wanted to point out. Ten years ago, we didn't have uh, the knowledge or understanding of how effective Narcan was. Uh, but now it is everywhere. And I'm very pleased that FDA is making it over the counter. In my own state of Pennsylvania years ago, uh, we have a standing prescription at any pharmacy. Anybody can walk in and say, I'd like to have Narcan. I kept it in my state office uh, just in case somebody would be in trouble. We should all be carrying Narcan. So that is progress. Narcan saves lives. We have to keep doing that. Uh, in terms so of. So you would say to parents, get it, put it in the. Just get it. And then get it. just in case. Have it. You have no idea. And you don't have to be an addict uh, to be killed by fentanyl. In front of our committee, we had a father in front of Judiciary Committee, father of a young boy, Noah. I think he was 15 years old, thought he was buying a Percocet, and it was pure fentanyl. And of course, Noah has passed away. Uh, we have to educate our kids. It's not just about addiction, uh, it's also about kids or adults experimenting or not knowing what has been laced into what they're taking. Uh, so we, we have to do more. We have to take a look at uh, making sure te fentanyl test strips are rescheduled. They're right now uh, in the criminal code as drug paraphernalia. So you really aren't supposed to be using it. Uh, but we know that fentanyl test strips can save lives. So we have to do things like that, legislate along those areas. We have to find greater common ground. 
Yeah, Congressman Issa, when we talk about the border, it often goes down this road of political and you know how it's being used in an election, how it's being talked about, what Republicans say Democrats aren't doing and what the administration is dropping the ball on, what Democrats say Republicans haven't funded uh, and don't point out. But when it comes to fentanyl, it seems like it gets to a different conversation point when you're talking about the border. Well, absolutely, Brett. It does get to a different one. Um, and before we had maybe the division we now have for years you know the wall wasn't controversial because it was about helping the border patrol move people to these ports of entry and preve preventing cross-border crime in this case we need to focus on this cross-border crime we need to go uh, and work together and I think we're gonna get there uh, but there is there is a, a challenge and uh, congresswoman said it very well things as simple as test strips you understand just a, a few months ago we had United States Army Military Academy cadets who died during spring break actually last year at this point uh, they thought they were using one drug in fact it was fentanyl and they died so uh, there's no question at all one of the tools is going to have to be to detect it when you get a little round pill and somebody says it's xanax test it because if it isn't it could kill you yeah yep. i want to go back to that china question really quickly congresswoman and this is uh secretary mayorkas uh bringing this up uh in this hearing take a listen in addition to um increasing uh, our work with mexico mm -hmm. we also have to address the fact that precursor chemicals as well as the equipment used to manufacture synthetic dangerous fatal narcotics are uh, originating from china okay I know there's a bipartisan committee dealing with China specifically and all of the spying, all of the aggressiveness from China, um, really around the world. But this falls into that. And do you think there's something the U.S. could do to some, in essence, punish China for what it's doing with these precursor cruiser chemicals in Mexico? Well, it's important for us to understand that fact, that they are sending, since about 2019, they were originally sending fentanyl. Now they're sending the precursor chemicals. And sometimes it looks like it's going to a legitimate purpose. Uh, we have to crack down on China because it's literally costing our children's lives. There's lots we can do. Uh, the China committee can do some, judiciary can do some. Uh, our State Department must do uh, more as well as uh, all of Homeland Security, all of the rest. Uh, the numbers that we have, the facts that we have, they come from CDC, they come from Border Patrol, uh, they come from DHS. Uh, we know the facts uh, around where this, these drugs and precursors are traveling. We have to do more to uh, really impress upon China. They have a responsibility. They have a duty uh, to stop this killing of our children. And just to, Congresswoman, get back to the personal, you know, every family probably knows some family who has been affected by this by now because the numbers are so staggering. I personally know three families that lost children from this in different parts of the country. And um, it's, it just affects a lot of people, and you know it firsthand. 
Brett, thank you for saying that. It's true. I don't know any family that doesn't know somebody. And once you are in this world uh, where you're learning about the toll of addiction, but also I want to give people hope, the joy, the absolute joy in long-term recovery, uh, you will know people who are dying. And now it is so much more deadly. I wear this band every single day in memory of Jake, the son of a friend of ours. Uh, but it, sadly, it now represents many, many more than Jake. So I, I do want to say thank you, Brett, for bringing this segment, this, this notion and this conversation around common ground. And I hope in the future we can talk about other areas of common ground, crises in our country. And Daryl, I'd like to partner with you. Uh, we, we're all dealing with, uh, reeling with the reality of gun violence in this country. Let's work together to find common ground to save lives in that crisis too. Yeah, we're working on issue after issue, bringing lawmakers up here uh, to talk about it. Uh, Congressman Issa, last word here. The last word is, the, if this is important enough to work together, we're going to have to find more of them. And hopefully for all of our colleagues, uh, you know, it's time to get on board uh, dealing with this drug. Uh, you mentioned China. You know, uh, I think we have to remember that diplomacy is just as important as threats. And uh, we need to shame, if you will, China into being part of the solution for us. Mexico has already figured out that it's killing Mexicans now in greater numbers. Uh, there, we probably need to mostly aid them in being more effective. But uh, if we don't, the, the, uh, the narco traffickers will take over Mexico and we'll have a, a Colombia at our immediate border. Uh, we cannot have a failed state. Uh, so it's not just the 108,000 we lost last year. It's the very question of whether our southern neighbor is going to be a stable democracy or a failed state, because that's what this amount of, uh, of money, these tens of billions of dollars could do to that country. Thank you both for coming on, and uh, we look forward to more Common Grounds with your colleagues. Thanks. Thank you. My pleasure. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.